0: No. In the, right the, in
1: the Tell me make it out Hey now, everybody Hey now, hey now Ladies and gentlemen, a brand new edition of Over the Line Hot Takes can you believe it? We're actually doing what we said we were going to do. I was surprised by that because I had so much stuff to do today. I'm like, I'm never going to be able to pull this off. But this is something we want to consistently do for you guys every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday to give you a little bit of extra content, maybe recap some of the stuff we talked about on the radio show, and just continue to keep the over-the-line brand going. That's, that's the main thing is keeping the brand going and making sure you guys have some extra stuff you get to the end of the day. It's not like you can go watch Fox News. It's not like there's there's any good conservative TV out there to watch or anything like that. Nationally syndicated radio shows, this has the same old stuff. You don't want that. You want some real you want some real talk. You want some real podcast, real talk radio. That's what we do. So thank you for joining us first of all. If you're watching this or you're listening to this on any of the platforms, make sure you like, you share, you tell your mama, your daddy, and your big fat granny. Even if your granny's not fat, tell her anyway, and uh, she's not going to know how to share this, but show her how to share it and uh, let all her friends at the bingo hall know uh, what we got going on. So some of the things today, all right, Joe Biden is having a really bad day. I mean a very bad day. He's meeting with NATO. He's in Lithuania. Most of us don't know where Lithuania is, but it's somewhere over there. So all the NATO people are meeting, and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. There's talk about adding Sweden to NATO, which looks like it's probably going to be a thing, because that's really what we need. We need to just keep expanding NATO. And one of the big topics of conversation has been uh, adding Ukraine to NATO. And for any of you guys that consume my content or listen to the radio show, you know Adding Ukraine to NATO is World War III. We are officially signing a declaration of war for World War III. It won't be Ukraine versus Russia. It'll be Russia versus the U.S. It'll be Russia, China, and Iran versus the U.S. and NATO countries. That's already been laid out there. And it's amazing that people in Washington, D.C., and members of NATO really are oblivious to this fact they're not oblivious to it they know exactly what they're doing and they see a money train they don't want this war in ukraine to end anytime soon but that's neither here nor there we talk about that on the show plenty enough uh with joe biden having a bad day he's been when i say he's having a bad day he's having a real bad day you know this man in the shape he's in the age he's at the cognitive decline and everything else He cannot handle going to different parts of the world. He's not good. You know, you've got elderly family members and you're like, yeah, you know, we're going to go on vacation. But, you know, we 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 can't take Aunt Martha because she's she's up there. She's in she's not going to be able to travel. You know what I'm saying? It's just too much maintenance. That's Joe Biden at this point. But he doesn't have a choice because he's the president. He's the president. And so he has to go meet these other world leaders. But as he does it, he just continues to decline. He can't even hold himself up. That is why tonight, one of the biggest parts of the event and the meeting of these NATO leaders is to have a dinner with them. That's where you do your real business. You sit down, you get to know these guys, get to know where they're at on every issue. It's a time for these guys to really come together in an intimate setting and get down to business well joe biden he said no nah, i'm good i think i'm gonna just skip the nato dinner and he headed straight to his hotel room that's right one of the most important parts of the meeting and joe biden's like man eh, it's it's nap time plus uh jill's got to um she's got to change my diaper and all this stuff i'm assuming jill's on the trip with him probably not let's be honest but I need to get a nap, so I'm just, we're, we're going to skip. Plus, my dinner, you know, Joe Biden probably eats dinner at like 4 o'clock anyway. And so when he's off by multiple time zones, it's just, it doesn't line up. And I'm a creature of habit. I get it. You know, I got to have my things in order. But I'm not, you know, 106 years old like Joe Biden, and I can adjust when needed. He was with King Charles, newly crowned king charles uh of the uk of england and you could see the frustration on king charles face as he tried to walk joe biden around had to constantly remind him of where to go because he couldn't find his way he's shot man he is absolute even the president of lithuania Had him in some sort of book signing ceremony. I don't even know the details on what exactly he's signing. Uh, But had to walk him, keep in mind, in front of the press, through the room and guide him and help him sit down at the table to sign this book. I want you to watch this right here. This is absolutely pitiful and really it's disgusting. Look at him. Look, he's like, "Oh, don't fall. Don't fall, Joe." Do you think he's even writing his own name? Yeah, uh, what's my name again? Oh, my God. It's bad. it's, It's real bad. And again, what does this translate to? Well, it translates to America being an embarrassment on the national stage. It exudes weakness because people know that your president is shot. And so one of the people that are, say, against America, if they see a president that shot, what do you think they're going to do? Well, they're going to attempt to take advantage because that's what they've wanted to do all along, but they can't do that when we have strong leaders. Y'all know me. Y'all know how I feel about Donald Trump. Donald Trump, no matter what you think about, the guy was a strong leader, and nobody messed with us because of that. They didn't mess with us because they knew if they did, they would receive the wrath. They wouldn't receive a tongue-lashing they wouldn't receive a stern talking to or even sanctions. They would receive military action. They knew that. It was, Donald Trump told them, but it was really an unspoken thing because they can read these people. These leaders are killers. They're in those positions because they're killers, they know the game. And they're looking to do whatever is best for their country, unlike our leaders here. So when they see Joe Biden on CNN doing a very rare interview talking about the state of Ukraine and the fact that we are now sending banned bombs, cluster bombs that are banned in 120 countries to Ukraine to fight against Russia, And then in the process, Joe Biden starts spilling the beans on our position about how much ammunition we have and what Ukraine's strategy is in using these cluster bombs. They know the guy's shot. And it's that much more motivation for them to turn around and take advantage of this country.
2: What made you uh, change your mind and decide to give them these weapons?
0: Two things for you, and it was a very difficult decision on my part, uh, and by the way, I discussed this with our allies, discussed this with our friends up on the hill, and uh, we're in a situation where Ukraine continues to be brutally attacked across the board by munitions by these cluster munitions that are have dud rates that are very, very low, I mean very high, that are dangerous to civilians. number one, number two uh the ukrainians are running out of ammunition uh the ammunition that they they call them 155 millimeter weapons this is a this is a war relating to munitions and uh they're running out of those that ammunition and we're low on it and so
1: hey 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 russia hey i hope you're listening guys hey vladimir putin over here hey by the way uh Ukraine they're they're running out of munitions. They they don't have a whole lot left. Neither do we as a matter of fact, we here in the US, we're running out of munitions. We don't have much to fight with either. Uh so just wanted to make sure y'all know in case maybe I don't know you want to attack us catch us while we're down. We're just going to give you just wanted to give you a heads up on that. What do you think they say when they watch that stuff? When they see Joe Biden talking about how we ain't got much or nothing to fight with. We're low on everything. We've got very little left to fight with here. But you know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do? We're going to do the right thing. We're going to send what we have left to Ukraine because of democracy and stuff.
0: And so what I finally did, it took the recommendation of the Defense Department to not permanently but to allow for in this transition period where we get more 155 weapons these shells for the ukrainians to provide them with a something that has a very low dud rate it's about one i think it's 150 which is the least likely to be blowing and it's not used in civilian areas they're trying to get through those trenches and those and stop those tanks from rolling and so uh,
1: but yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to make sure y'all know exactly what Ukraine's doing, what their objective is, and what they plan on doing here in the coming weeks. They're going to be fighting in the trenches. They're going to stop those tanks from rolling. By the way, did, did I mention Russia? Are you listening? We want to make sure you know what, what the plan is while we're sending all of our munitions to Ukraine.
0: But It was not an easy decision, and it's not we're not signatories to that, that agreement, but I, um, it took me a while to be convinced to do it. But the main thing is they either have the weapon to stop the Russians now from their keep them from stopping the Ukrainian offensive through these areas or uh, they don't.
1: And- oh, my God. Listen, here's the deal, y'all. I, I'm not a very smart guy and I don't pretend to be. I just happen to get on the radio and do these podcasts and give my opinion. I'm not a geopolitical scientist. I'm not an expert on any of this stuff. But so much of it is just common sense where you realize you don't have to be a war general in order to say, hey, that's a bad idea. You don't have to be a war general to look at your leader and say, this guy's shot and everybody knows he's shot, including our biggest enemies, Russia and China. And what does the media worry about? Oh, you know, Joe Biden, is such a good guy, he's doing the right thing. Although they did, hold up, they did, in a rare moment of weakness, publish something critical of Joe Biden. And it came from his staff, of all people. The people that are tasked with protecting Joe Biden's image They talk to the media. They talk to the media because Joe Biden's been mean as of late. He's been saying mean things to staffers, yelling at them. Like, you got to be GD kidding me and get the F out of here. Nasty, horrible things. And when you are a Democrat president and you've hired little Democrat minion staffers who have very fragile feelings, they have more pronouns than they have feelings, uh, it's easy to emotionally break them. And so they decided, since their feelings were hurt, they weren't going to go to the press and say, hey, uh, uh, Uncle Joe, creepy Uncle Joe is yelling at us and he's saying nasty things. And the best thing to come out of that was the New York Post cover story for today where they have given Joe Biden possibly... The best name he's had to date. And think about all the names. The Big Guy, Creepy Joe, Sleepy Joe, Corrupt Joe Biden. All of these things. I don't know that there's been one better than the New York Post today calling him Old Yeller. That's right. Joe Biden is now known as Old Yeller. (laughs) And no, I'm not going to make an Old Yeller joke because obviously... Secret Service would be showing up at my house and and we don't need that. But I think it's catchy. I think it might benefit the guy to let people know, hey, he doesn't get angry. He's not just some sweet old, you know, Grandpa Joe that's just nice to everybody and just occasionally gets cranky with the press. Although they want to keep that going. They want Joe Biden to be the most lovable figure in political history, even more so than Obama. Well, why? Because they've created this lie, and I'm not going to overtly say what the lie is, but I'll say the lie is attached to a number, and that number is 81 million, and because they built that empire of lies, they've got to stick to it, and they've got to pretend that everybody loves Joe Biden. That's why even on The View, the women of The View, the intellectuals of ABC, Daytime TV, say that they're not shocked by Joe Biden's anger. As a matter of fact, finding out that Joe Biden gets angry and he yells at people it actually turns them on. She's turned on by Biden's anger. I am too. I like it. You like it? I do. Well you have said that before. I like that. I mean he's such a mild mannered sweet guy. Okay. Turned- Joey Bear says she's turned on by Joe Biden's anger. Imagine those two in a room. Wow. Joey Bear and Joe Biden. Whoo. That would uh that would be must see TV must see tv but these are if you think about it these are the same ladies that um don't just cover for biden's anger issues they also cover for him ignoring his grandchildren right like it's not a big deal that if donald trump were to ignore his grandchildren that'd be one thing but joe biden refusing not just refusing to acknowledge his seventh grandchild but Continuing to talk about the other grandchildren and ignoring the one in Arkansas. That's okay. It's, it's okay If Joe Biden doesn't, according to the view, it's okay to ignore that one grandchild. I think it, uh, President Biden doesn't need to overstep his son. I like that part. But mm-hmm. I don't know why they go out of their way to say six grandchildren or four kids. When my parents talk about me, they say, we love all our kids. We love our grandbabies. I've never seen them <laughs> numerically repeat over re- and over. I like re- three kids. I like four of no, this. I, the like reason, this. The re- I like six of this. The reason that's happening is because the right wing, who, again, is weaponizing everything
2: related to Hunter, keeps asking so, how many children do you have, Mr. No, it's been grandchildren? Speeches
1: do you have He's how written. many? It's well, speeches well, deliver. maybe Maureen Dowd to find something else to write about. Yeah, they write about it. something
0: else. I mean, they are. Uh, I'm sorry. You know,
1: these things are for me. When you start talking about people's families and what yeah. they're doing, it's I, I find it unnecessary. This is not anybody's business. Nobody needed to know about this. No. Yeah, it's none of y'all's business. And if anything. If it's anybody's fault that Joe Biden is ignoring his grandchildren, it's your fault. It's your fault because you're talking about it. How dare you? That's a private matter. Children and grandchildren are off limits. Unless they're related to the orange man. It's fascinating. It's fascinating to watch. It it really is. and I, I know I'm a cynical guy when it comes to a lot of this stuff, but the The hypocrisy that you guys see on a daily basis, day in and day out. It's at a level that I don't know that we've ever seen. It's always been there in politics because politicians historically have just told you what, what they thought you wanted to hear or what you say you want to hear. And then they'll turn around and do something else. But with this day and age of media, social media, and everything else where you can get information and you can get people's comments in real time, there's no, there's no sort of self-awareness. And maybe that's a result of people not having time to have self-awareness. They're just reactionary in the sense of, oh, this is good, this is bad, Anything that's said about this I'll defend. Anything that's said about that, I'll I'll talk bad about or whatever. And there's no sort of self reflection or even no shame in the sense of looking like a hypocrite. Like it's just a given now. Like hypocrite has lost its meaning. It's kinda like calling somebody a racist. Not racist. Calling somebody a racist is a horrible thing, especially if they're not racist. But after you get called a racist so many times, it really means nothing. Is that where we're at with the term hypocrite? Because everybody, especially on the left, seems to be a hypocrite and they don't care. They do not care. They got bigger fish to fry anyway. Anyway. They're trying to take over the world. They're trying to cram digital currency down your throat. They're trying to control future generations, whether it's destroying the nuclear family or it's, you know, pushing this this uh, uh, the trans stuff, pushing the trans stuff on your kids, talking about pronouns and and um, whatever, uh, uh, bi gender or. Uh, what? Uh, gender neutral or whatever it is. I actually played a clip towards the end of the show today and it was a dad out of New York who had two sons ages seven and nine and his wife took them to the doctor for a physical. They had to have a physical for school and for football. And he said when they got there The doctor asked the child, now this has been the child's pediatrician, the doctor asked the child, does he identify as male, female, or transgender, or whatever the term was. And he was hot. Now keep in mind, this is a dad, this is a regular dad from New York. He finds out, that his kid's doctor is asking this question And he ain't happy Whatsoever Listen to this
2: I'm literally on fire right now I just got off the phone with my wife Who took my 9 and 7 year old boys To the doctor today To get physicals for tackle football And school next year and all that other shit The first My 9 year old son went in first And the first thing this woman asks him Is if he identifies as a boy A girl girl gender fluid or non-binary. My son, he's never heard of any of that shit before. You've been dealing with him your whole life. He is clearly a boy's boy. So what are you, trying to plant a fucking seed in his head? I, the only thing I could be thankful for is that my wife took them instead of me. And props to my wife because she said something. And if she didn't, they would ask my seven year old son the same damn question. This shit is ridiculous. And to the people out there to think that there's nothing wrong with that and I'm just a, a, a transphobe or all that shit, you're fucked up. This is bullshit. And there's something wrong with you.
1: Yeah, I absolutely love this guy. <laughs> I love that guy. And I think he speaks for so many of us that uh, you got no business, even if you're a doctor, you got no business cramming that stuff down kids' throats. You want to talk to another adult about it? Knock yourself out. You want to go out with your friends and dress up as the opposite gender? Knock yourself out. Most people don't care. Here's the disconnect for so many people These days is a majority of conservatives are different than the majority of conservatives from, say, 20 years ago. Everybody has essentially moved left, not in necessarily core beliefs, but in social views. Everybody has moved left. The left has moved far, far left, as you know. The middle has moved left, left. And the right, the conservatives on social issues have also moved to the left. But in a way where conservatives can say, hey, whatever you want to do, if you're an adult and it's legal and it's not harming anybody, do it. It's a very libertarian view, again, on on the social side of it. They say if it's not bothering anybody, do what you want to do. It's like, at one time, for conservatives, the the gay issue, gay marriage used to be a thing. Nobody's worried about it anymore. It's just a thing. If you want to be gay, be gay. Same thing, really, with the trans deal. If you want to be trans, even though we think it's weird, if you're an adult, do what you want to do. Now, don't be like some people who are, you know, 62-year-old men who identify as a four-year-old and walk around with pacifiers, that'll probably get you beat up. But if you want to be an adult, you're an adult man, you want to be an adult woman, knock yourself out. Now, if if you're an adult man and you want to be an adult woman and then you want to go twerk in front of children, that's where the line gets crossed. It gets crossed with one group of people, and that group of people are little people, are children. Once you cross that line into children and essentially stripping away their innocence, that's where they draw the line. Conservatives are actually liberal on social issues to an extent. Libertarian, I don't want to say liberal, I don't even like the word liberal anymore. More libertarian on social issues than people understand. Not all people, some people. But they use that. They use that against conservatives. That's why in Florida, for instance, the legislation that was passed that says you can't put pornography in elementary schools was dubbed the don't say gay bill. Well, conservatives, they just they don't want people to be gay. They want to send gay people off to concentration camps. No. They don't want people to say the word gay gay you just can't show porn to my 7 year old that's all it comes down to so they blur the lines there's something I, I stress so much that is their main weapon when fighting societal over societal issues when it comes to politics and it comes to society issues, they blur the lines. And that's how they try to win the argument. It's how they create the argument. In a lot of cases, there's not even a freaking argument. But they blur the lines. And some, if you watch closely on the campaign trail on the GOP side, those people are blurring the lines as well. Take Mike Pitts, for instance, who's blurring the lines on what he could and could not do on January 6th. That's another story for another day. Maybe we'll even get into that tomorrow or on the radio show. Uh, Very excited to be doing this over-the-line hot take stuff. I think it's going to be great. We've got a lot of good content coming up as well as interviews on the way that we think you're going to absolutely love. So make sure you like these videos, you share. If you're listening to the audio podcast Make sure you subscribe to wherever you're listening. Get notified every time a new Hot Tanks or any over-the-line podcast comes up. And uh, we'll keep you in the loop and keep on rocking and rolling. With that said, until next time, sugar Cubs!